0: Hey Pat, as we look forward to Super Bowl, what was your favorite Super Bowl talk moment in today's show? Oh man, there were so many of them. How do you choose? (laughs) How do you choose? That's all we talked about. Yeah, and then we squeezed in some things like uh, conspiracy theories, uh, Mm -hmm. why we're going through this. In fact, the first hour of this podcast... Is a keep. I I believe you should burn it to disc and hold it and at least share it with friends. But it explains a lot of what's really happening. Also, Bill O'Reilly kind of pissed both of us off a little bit. Yeah, uh, he was frustrating. <laughs> he was frustrating because mm-hmm. he dismisses a, a lot of things. But hopefully, he's right. Andy No is on the program. Oh, and also the guy who says the banks are going to fail really soon. Oof. Hey, and then the Super Bowl talk. So you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to miss it today's podcast. You're listening to
1: the
0: best of the Glenn Beck program. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yesterday, uh, she was um, she was gutted. And you know what was really special is not a lot of people showed up for the gutting. All these weasels in uh, Congress. Nobody. I mean, when she spoke, she was pretty much speaking to an empty house. Have the courage and the guts to at least show up. So she spoke, and I. I think. uh, I. I don't know. I. I, I don't agree with what she has said in the past, and I didn't agree with what she said yesterday because now she was like, "I no, I don't believe any of that stuff. Well, can you tell me your transition? Is it because you're in trouble? Um, you know, she she believes some, I think, some horrific stuff. But uh, let me let me tell you, she's Bubba. I told you about the Bubba effect where everybody goes, you know what? I know what Bubba did was wrong, but you people have been doing things uh, in in Congress and in the national level, for so long you caused this problem. So yeah, while we don't like what Bubba just did, we'll take care of Bubba. You get out of our community. That's what's happening to all of us now. And when it becomes violent, it's going to end the nation. But what happened yesterday truly is the bubba effect because i feel like i need to defend her and i don't like what she said i don't agree what she said but she has a right to say it and the reason why she was reason why people listen to people on these conspiracy theories there's this new conspiracy theory from the uh, you know in the 1870s or whatever uh we signed an incorporation act with great britain and so great britain actually owns the united states so we're not we're officially a corporation it's crazy stop it but see what they do is they deny things that are real and so when they say no there's nothing to see here and you know there is it, the mind just goes to work it's natural that something's not right something's not right we have this weird thing when we we have this normalcy bias when we're in real trouble when there is a serial killer next door until you smell the rotting bodies you will say something's not right about that guy but that's just me i'm just thinking that danger Get out of the burning building. Your, your senses are right. We dismiss that called the normalcy bias. But then when we are lied to repeatedly and we know something isn't right and our life isn't in immediate danger, we don't have the normalcy bias. We don't try to dismiss it. We burrow down. Now, let me let me show you a couple of things. The reason why we're believing conspiracy theories. What is a conspiracy? A conspiracy is a group of people that get together in secret to meet and they have an agenda that is different than everyone else's. So it's not a conspiracy when the coach brings the football team in and says, "Okay, this is what we're going to do. Because everybody knows they're trying to win the game. And everybody on the field is playing the same game. Now, if he brought the football team in and he said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break out in soccer because this football game sucks. So you smuggle the soccer ball onto the field. We're going to start playing soccer. And before you know it, all the fans are going to love soccer. That would be a stupid but a conspiracy theory, especially if we didn't have videotape. Of them saying, sneak the soccer ball in. But if everybody on the team was like suddenly really into soccer and always talking about soccer, you could see people, if the coach was always lying to the public, you could see people going, I think they're doing something with soccer. I think they're going to become a soccer team. That would be a conspiracy theory. But if you have it on tape, it's a conspiracy fact. Now. We have had this theory that has been borne out in facts way too long, but when will Americans pay attention? We've had this theory that climate change, the idea of what they're going to do to to protect the environment is going to be so damaging that it is going to change your life. When they say, "Well, we're just gonna, we're just, uh, we're just putting a few restrictions on cars now," and blah blah blah, we keep telling you they are trying to get rid of cars. They are going to, they're going to be so draconian in your life, the pain is going to be unbearable. No, that's not true. Okay, conspiracy. We believe that people are conspiring for money, for power, or for, you know, they really believe that their system will work. And they're going to do things and shape us and cause us pain because they think they're over us. Conspiracy theory. Let me make it a conspiracy fact. Here is an online meeting. It was supposed to be a secret, not recorded. An online meeting with the Massachusetts Executive Office of Energy and Environmental Affairs. The Undersecretary for Climate Change, David Ismay, says this. Listen
2: carefully. Uh, You know, one thing that we found through our analysis is that 60 percent of our emissions come from, from as I have been starting to say, you and me, except you guys are in Vermont, 60% of our emissions come from residential heating and passenger vehicles. So let me say that again. 60% of our emissions that need to be reduced come from you, the person of the street, the senior on fixed income, right? These—there There is no bad guy left, at least in Massachusetts, to point the finger at, turn the screws on and you know break their will so they stop emitting. that's you we have to break your will right? <laughs> i can't even say that publicly i can't even say that publicly
0: seniors on pensions they're really the problem and we have to break their will that's a conspiracy fact at least in those two states they believe they know better and so they will use every device without your knowledge to break your will. Now, let me give you another story. This is from Jen uh, Pasaki, who sucks. Um, she denies the ludicrous reports that Joe Biden is being controlled. Listen to this. She said uh, she the, she had to answer the question because the Senate Republicans expressed concerns about actually being able to reach an agreement with the biden white house the meeting uh with the president on monday uh you know for the uh uh, for the covid relief they said was promising but it wasn't going to happen because his staff wouldn't allow him to compromise uh, the president talks a lot about unity. This is Mitch McConnell. The president talks a lot about unity, but his White House staff and congressional leadership are working on a different playbook. Now, Saki said any questions about whether there's any daylight between the president and his staff on the pi- uh, price of the, uh, uh, the package was ludicrous. OK. All right. Normally, I would say, OK. Okay. But didn't we see that secret cabals can survive in an administration? Didn't we actually see and had the media tout how great it was to have a secret cabal that thought they knew better than the president? And they did everything they could to stop his will, to stop his directives from being carried out because they believed they knew better than the elected official. The answer to that is yes. Did they not plot and plan to remove him from office? The answer to that is yes. Whether you agreed with them or not doesn't matter. It shows this can happen. It's why it should have been stopped and squashed even in the Trump administration. If anybody goes, oh, well, but he was out of control. You don't do that. You don't do it. Because the next guy that comes in lo- uh, along, how are we to know that he's not got a secret cabal Let's say he disagrees with causing senior citizens pain on their heating bill. What? If they really believe that and they think they're saving the planet and the president says, no, you know what? We're going to compromise. Let's let's slow down on this. If they really believe that. Don't you think they will now feel justified? This guy's going to kill the planet. What about the release of all the documents Trump ordered to be released? I'm not talking about the UFO stuff. I'm talking about the stuff about Russia. Those were all all those documents were supposed to be released. They're still not out. Why? Can we get an answer? I bet not. Why can't we have those? I'll tell you why. Because those documents implicate almost the entire Biden team. That's why. Let me give you this story. This is why conspiracies are getting more and more outlandish. More and more people are buying them. And if we allow this to happen in our own camp, America will come to an end. The equivalent of two military divisions have been occupying the uh, the capital since Inauguration Day. Thousands still remain. The Department of Homeland Security has issued a threat advisory for domestic extremists. And the Department of Defense has ordered a general stand down order to find out and root out right wing extremists in our own military. Uh, wait a minute. Hold it just a second. We didn't do this when people were saying there are Muslim extremists that are advising, counseling, and changing our laws inside the Pentagon and the Secretary of State's office. We didn't have a coordinated effort to root those people out. But now you won't even give me the definition of a right-wing extremist. You won't tell me what the, what was it, 10 uh, National Guardsmen did that had them removed from, the, uh, from their service on Inauguration Day? They were just right-wing ex- extremists. Well, what, what, what was the charge? What, what does that even mean? Can anyone explain? Could we get a sliver of transparency here? Because the DHS said in their advisory, now listen to this, Homeland Security issued a threat advisory for domestic extremists, and in the same advisory, they said there wasn't a, quote, current or credible threat. So, so wait, wait, wait. what? And now we have a purge in our military? First of all, that is so unbelievably offensive to our military you make the charge you say what you're looking for but you're going to take a group of people who have been heroic for 20 years i mean actively right now fighting and losing their lives for what and now you're going to call them extremists I want to know the definition. What does it mean? This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. All right. Uh, There are two things... I need you to make sure you read or go back and listen to the first hour of this broadcast on the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, it'll be available this afternoon. Make sure that you listen, and I highly recommend that you share it with other people. That first hour is really, really important because I explain how we are now living the Bubba effect and why conspiracy theories, why so many people believe in conspiracy, some crazy conspiracy theories uh, and how this is all with uh, Marjorie. Uh, what's her name? Marjorie Taylor Green? Why that's just a circus. It's a circus. Stop looking at the circus. And I find myself strangely in support of her, even though I disagree with everything she says. She has a right to say it and believe it, and I can explain why she believes it. And it's really important. And one of the things, let me give you two pieces. Let me give you first the audio. This is coming from the Massachusetts um, Office of Energy and Environmental Affairs. It's the undersecretary for climate change. His name is David Ismay. Listen to what he says in this supposed secret meeting that somebody in the meeting decided to record and went, "Eh, people should hear
2: this. Listen. Uh, you know, one thing that we found through our analysis is that 60% of our emissions come from, from, as I have been starting to say, you and me, except you guys are in Vermont, 60% of our emissions come from residential heating and passenger vehicles. So let me say that again. 60% of our emissions that need to be reduced come from you, the person of the street. The senior on fixed income, right? These, there is no bad guy left—at least in Massachusetts. To point the finger at, turn the screws on, and you know, break their will so they stop emitting. That's you. We have to break your will. Right? <laughs> I okay. can't even say that publicly.
0: This is so important. We'll post that at glenbeck.com. That is so important. There in Massachusetts, there's nobody left to talk to about climate change except the senior that's on a pension. And we have to break their will. I want you to remember that because I'm going to give you one more story you have to read um, and you can find it at time.com. And it is a celebration in a celebration of the insane. It is a celebration of the conspiracy to uh, to control the last election um i'll post it at glenbeck.com and i will uh tweet it out i'm looking for it now and i can't seem to find it um but i will i will post it online so you have it it's from time magazine and it talks about the conspiracy and but it's a celebratory thing yeah there was a conspiracy in this last election and here's who was involved and it all fits in the great reset it all fits into what they were saying and they must Break your will. If you can do one thing, you, to quote uh, Lady Macbeth, stick your courage or, or, or screw your courage to the sticking place. You must, your will must be unbreakable, unshakable, no matter what anybody does. It doesn't matter to you. You know what you believe. And you're not going to sit down. They want to break your will and they've been trying to tell you you're a worthless nobody. For a very long time, they broke the back and the will through corruption and everything else of the Tea Party. It cannot happen again. All right, let me go to Andy. No, Andy, first of all, are you are you safe? Are you back in America or still out of the country? And are you safe?
1: Uh, I am safe for the time being. I have not returned home. And the reason why I left is just because of escalating death threats against me, which were reported to police in Portland, and of which nothing was done.
0: So you are, can I say where you are? Yes, yeah, sure. Yeah. You're in London, England. Um, how are the people of England uh, received you?
1: So, I mean, England, the UK has its own various issues, but one thing that I appreciate about here is that there's not wide tolerance for political violence and vandalism and mm-hmm. destruction. Whereas in Portland, in Seattle, other places that I've been to, um, the left of the mainstream left, I would say, has quite embraced that.
0: Do you find it ironic that your parents? were what we would remember in america as boat people they came as political refugees from vietnam and uh and 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 went through hell and now you're having to flee here because of your safety i mean that that's that's an amazing coincidence or an amazing circle is it not
1: it's a sad irony. I think um, my parents both went to, were sent to prison camps for different reasons in the seventies uh, under the communist regime there. And one of the freedoms that um, I really cherish or, or norms, I should say, norms and freedoms I really cherish as an American citizen so is that um, we have freedom of expression and that there's an, an expectation uh, that you don't solve political grievances or disagreements through violence. But nowadays, I'm not sure if that's really a norm anymore, considering if you listen to what the chattering classes are saying, mm-hmm. they have defended the looting when it's done in the, names of, in the name of BLM or anti-fascism. They defend even assaults and at times um, homicides you are um, <clears throat> you
0: you've written a new book um unmask inside antifa's radical plan to destroy democracy um and it, it is very clear on the leftist terrorism uh that is is happening here uh and you go through the you know the history the beginnings of it in 1920s italy um you know with uh, benito mussolini's fascistic uh party um do you believe and and I want to get into some of that history uh quickly but i i i want to ask you this do you believe that the Democrats or the leftists um are uh are really in control um and and leading this or are they being used by more powerful people
1: probably a combination of both i think the short-sighted agenda was that they could use Antifa's messaging and the protests that they helped spark uh, in the past four years to to use that against the, the former administration and former president. Uh, so they nurtured and coddled this monster. And now that Trump is no longer in the picture and no longer an excuse, they're having to contend with this issue that, this, that Antifa is not uh, something they can actually control. Right. So Antifa have destroyed the DNC headquarters in Portland on inauguration day. They've called for violence against Biden and other Democrats. And so uh, the Portland mayor who's called old Antifa mm-hmm. has been literally chased out of his home. Um, it's, and of course, and, and that's just what has happened to the Democrats, the rest of us, the normal people, the taxpayers, are having to live in cities with skyrocketing crime rates. Right. With police made speckless um, with our downtown and city centers looking like first world slums.
0: So what is it? <clears throat> I mean, they say they hate fascism, but they're fascists. I mean, you know, they are. They're fascists. It's my way or the highway. Um, and they'll destroy anything in their path. What is it that drives them? Why are Where's all of this dark hate come from?
1: So Antifa is an atheistic anarchist communist movement, but they do adopt certain, I would say, uh, fundamentalist religious-like worldviews. And so they view the United States as uh, a wicked imperialistic state that needs to be destroyed and not just the nation state destroyed, but also all its founding ideals because these have had influence for good in many parts of the world. They want to get rid of that because they view it, they view the United States and its ideas, American philosophy as linked in a system of white supremacy and fascism. So when they say they're against fascism, for example, they're not referring to like how political scientists and academics who study political philosophy describe and understand fascism they're referring to anything that is against their anti-ideology so that can be it can be the entire gop it can be uh any american political figure american government uh things like so, freedom of inspection uh property rights all so, of that they consider fascistic
0: okay so hang on just a second but i mean have they checked their own whiteness uh, you know when you see the people in Antifa, I don't know if there is a typical uh, Antifa member, but, you know, they seem white and young. And, you know, from what I've read, many of them privileged. Who, who are they?
1: Great question. So in the course of writing my book, I had to do some research in Portland. My home city provided a pretty good data set because there were so many arrests that have happened over the, the uh, 120 days of nightly riots. And so we have a sample size of around 1,000 arrestees, um, the majority, overwhelming majority of whom are, are white and are chanting things uh, like Black Lives Matter and calling for what they say is racial justice. Um, they do skew young, some uh, are juveniles, so all the way to the early 30s. In terms of the economic stratas that they represent, has uh, kind of, it spans all. You have people who, as you said, are, come from privileged backgrounds, those who are working in white-collar professions like academics, mm. uh, like nurses, um, nurses, journalists, even. And then you have people who are, I view, extremely vulnerable, those who are mentally unwell, who are vagrants, who are coming to these operation bases that nc set up and are given food and given accommodation in terms of tents and all that. And then when it comes to rioting at night, they're also given weapons and are given homemade IEDs to use and to throw. So Mm -hmm. this is a very, um, it's an evil ideology that victimizes a lot of people. It turns people who are passionate about what they view as social justice into sociopaths who want to kill and be killed in the process so that they can become martyrs.
0: Politico has reported that uh, uh, with almost a million uh, social media followers, um, Andy Ngo is a mega-influencer and, quote, a key source for right-wing audiences in search of news about Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, I hope you wear that as a badge of honor. I don't think they meant it that way. He's written a new book, Unmasked, Inside Antifa's uh, Radical Plan to Destroy America. It's available everywhere now. Antifa has shut down bookstores uh, in the uh, Portland, Oregon area that were selling it. Got them to remove the books. I mean, you know, that's what non-fascists do, book burnings. Um, and it's available now. And if you want to understand what's really going on, this is a really important book. Um Uh, Andy, I want to ask you, I mean, where you got the courage to put a black block uniform on you, you know, they know you. Um, and, And then you go in and you're sitting in their meetings. What what was that like? I mean, not only what did they say, but how frightened were you?
1: So the uniform allowed me then to feel a little bit comfortable to say things around me where I could hear it. They didn't speak to me directly, otherwise they probably would have figured out that I wasn't one of the reverted numbers. However, when I was in charge in the uniform, I think what was really disturbing was seeing the level of organization that took place in the operations in that so-called autonomous zone in Seattle. Like they have this security app, so called security apparatus, where different members were assigned to different parts because the territory was so big. It was six blocks long. And their uh, security were, were armed with weapons. So even though they say that they're against police, they actually were creating a, a, a secret police force, which is what they were doing, and monitoring different areas of who was going in and who was going out. Uh, they had complete control of the streets and held essentially the people hostage who lived there. Um, other times, uh, they, because they eventually started to catch on that I must have been in their area, so they started to look out for people who they thought might have my body shape or might look like they have similar eyes to me, and it became really dangerous, and I did get exposed a few times, and uh, one of those times I was uh, assaulted in Portland, but I, your question about courage for me, it's about, um, it's not just me who's been personally victimized by them. I was beaten, but I was just one of many over the years who have been brutalized by them. And so I feel like I am fighting for truth and justice for a lot of other people Mm. who don't have, don't have an opportunity to share the stories people who have also been ignored by law enforcement. So, um, i'm doing this for a lot of other people
0: andy i uh i'd like to do a podcast with you and really go deep into all of this i thank you for what you're doing thank you for your book please go out and buy a copy of unmasked by andy no n-g-o um and andy stay safe we'll talk to you again soon thank you he's in the book he follows the funding the and 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 he puts together the organization remember it's not organized it's not well funded oh yes it is he puts it all together in the book unmasked you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program Louisiana man, uh, Louisiana mom was shot dead by hitman. Her accused rapist brother had hired to kill her daughter. She was pretending to be the target. She was pretending to be her daughter to save her daughter's life. Brittany Cormier, 34, was found shot to death in her home, along with 30, a 37 year old neighbor who had been visiting her at the time. Brittany Cormier, the mom who sacrificed herself to save her daughter from the hitman. uh, Investigators quickly focused on Cormier's brother, Beau Cormier, uh, 35, a convicted sex offender accused of raping his niece. They had accused him of hiring two friends to kill the girl, even helping carry out the surveillance as he joined them on the first planned mission, which was aborted. When the killers struck on January 13th, Brittany pretended to be the target as her daughter and stepdaughter hid in a closet. Brittany was murdered as a result of telling the uh, shooter that she was, in fact, the rape victim, likely saving the life of her daughter. The neighbor was shot dead while trying to fight off the gunman. Samantha Lemaire, a friend who said Cormier was like a sister to her, told the advocate that the mom would do anything for her kids. Hope Nettleton, a friend of Beau Beau Cormier, was also killed. Uh, They knew that he was unstable, but they said they never thought it would come down to something like this. I'd like to think she locked them in the closet to protect them. Well, I think that's probably what mom did. Death penalty is definitely on the table, according to the district attorney. That is, I mean, in a day when uh, heroics are few and far between and courage is hard to find, man, there is nothing more fierce than a mother. Do not get between a mom and her child. Uh, That's when everything changes and uh, our prayers go out to this family have a very safe weekend don't forget my podcast if you missed today's show it's a must listen to also ben shapiro on the podcast tomorrow